0: February the 15th, I am Dan Rubin. This is the Buck Nuts Morning 5 and Change. Got a great show for you today. So I'm trying to clear my throat here post-Valentine's Day. Bill Kerlick, Mark Porter coming up. First, a note from our sponsor, Joy Mode. I think I speak for most men when I say, we want to have better sex. Coming after Valentine's Day, who knows? And for the sake of our partner, we may need to have better sex. The issue is that over-the-counter pills contain unregulated chemicals, suggest unsafe doses, and include the risk of several other health problems. That's why we have partnered with our friends at Joy Mode. Whether you're looking to spice up your intimate moments or increase your confidence in the bedroom, Joy, Mood, Joy, Mood, Joy Mode makes all natural and science-backed supplements dedicated to helping men perform better across their core functions. They're a trademark product of sexual performance boosters. Every man's solution for increased blood flow, firmness, stamina, and performance. It's like a pre-workout, but for sex. All ingredients assessed in peer-reviewed journals. All ingredients studied in research in humans. Simply mix six to eight ounces of water 45 minutes before sexual activity and watch the magic unfold literally. Redefine your intimacy, And go to usejoymode.com for 20% off with code BUCKNUTS. That's 20% off and free shipping with code BUCKNUTS at usejoymode.com. Ingredients with integrity, joy mode. And who has more integrity than Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter, gentlemen, welcome to the show. Yesterday was a big day on the Ohio State sports scene for news. Head coach of the basketball team, Chris Holtman, was removed. We are going to discuss that at the end of the show. There are many of you who head for the hills every time we talk about basketball. So we're going to back end that and talk football and recruiting before that. So everyone should be ecstatic. Of course, we have the great. Bill Kronick and the great Mark Porter here. Gentlemen, Bill, kind of a lull in recruiting here based on what we've gone through. Uh, It was furious for several weeks. Bring us up to speed now. If you could reset Ohio State's general priorities. You've done a good job of that on the site. What do you think the staff is focused on right now? Which class is getting the most love? What positions are they going after? Set the stage for the Ohio State recruiting scene as it currently stands.
1: Well, Ohio State hasn't gotten a commitment for a uh, couple weeks, I guess. So, generally speaking, I've just been kind of laying around, but yeah, sitting around, uh, <laughs> sitting around for the most part. But uh, uh, the law before the storm. Now, actually, it's uh, uh, believe it or not, Ohio State. Um, As I put on our site last night, they've already scheduled an official visitor for June, Uh, June 14th to 16th, London Merritt, a defensive end who is now Bradenton IMG, has set a visit, official visit for that weekend. And London Merritt is a top Ohio State target. He would be a great addition to this class. You put London Merritt, if they can get him with Zaire Mathis, and then you've got Justin Hill, who they want very badly and a host of other edge guys. So uh what is going on now they are working on spring and summer um, the next the dead period ends beginning of March quiet period and uh, um, uh, that's when kids will start visiting schools again so high state is is getting visits lined up for the spring. I've got a uh, list I've been working on of, all the kids that have told me that they're going to visit Ohio state this spring. And it's a long list. Um, Those will be in Ohio state's cases. They like to do unofficial visits in the spring and then bring kids back for official visits in the summer. And part of that is just plain weather. Um, The weather is going to be very nice in the summertime. And in Columbus, you don't know what you're going to get in the spring. You could bring kids in for visits on a early April weekend. And it could be snowing out there. Doesn't snow often in June in Columbus. So they're lining up all their kids for um, unofficial visits in March, April, May, and then come the official visits in June. And then like last year, this will be the second year of the seven-on-seven stuff coming in the spring. And Mark and I, uh, we'll be attending a lot of those, getting to see kids. And so will the college coaches. They will be out after spring practice um, going to those seven-on-sevens. I, I know Mark can talk about it. We saw a lot of college coaches as we went around to all the different 7 to 7 events uh, in Ohio. Um, so really, this is a kind of a, a time of organization, so to speak, for the Ohio State staff. They're very organized, but uh, they're getting the kids organized to make the visits and those visits will then become official visits in a lot of the cases. And hopefully, if you're Ohio State, those
0: official visits become commitments. Mark, from the kid side and the staffer side that you talk to, what is everyone up to?
2: You know, there was a little bit of a delay this year with recruiting. I noticed as in regards to like class 2025, 2026, because we had a big portal influx, yeah. you know, right after the season. And I think a lot of college staffs only have so many resources and you know, Ohio state has more than any, but when you get 1500 kids one day, dump it into a portal or over a week, someone's got to pour through all that. And that wasn't something they did in the last couple of years. This is a new problem. So the staffs, I think were inundated with that, which pushes off 2025 and for Ohio state, they're already on a 2026, 27. They're going to be inviting some of those guys to campus. So, it may have pushed that back a little bit. Uh, does that hurt them at all? No, because other schools are at a bigger disadvantage than they are because they have lesser staffs and the same problem. They want to get through all that portal film before they get through the high school stuff. So the high school competition or the, the competition where you're trying to invite guys to your campus before someone else gets a hold of them, or you want to find a guy before someone else knows about them. And it's, it's much easier to get kids to your campus when you're the first to invite them. And that's the race now with 2025, 26 and 27 is set up all these dates, get them on campus before it's junior year and it's late and their dates are all filled.
0: I happened to watch uh, bill. I don't know if you saw this, a fastest man competition that Tom Lloyd got to witness. I think it was in Vegas. Um, our guy Devin Sanchez was in there with a couple smaller dudes. My boy can fly. And uh, very interesting questions going on here. And his mom, the great Dietrich Sanchez, is disposing info here. One of the questions was for Mika Hanna, can Jonah Williams play linebacker? Bill, can you tell us who Jonah Williams is, the state of his recruiting process? And what's very interesting is, He can play linebacker, but he wants to play safety, apparently. Bring us up to speed. Yeah, I think
1: uh, Dietra weighed in on that. That's uh, exactly what I was going to say. Jonah Williams is an an athlete out of Texas, one of the top athletes in the country, um, as Dietra weighed in there. Uh, He could play linebacker, uh, but Ohio State is recruiting him as a safety, and that's in part because he wants to play safety, and he can play safety. He'd be an excellent safety, and – uh, would be a great addition to the highest State 2025 recruiting class. Um, he is, in all likelihood, very, very likely going to make an official visit to Ohio State. He said Ooh. that uh, he's got one official visit set up right now. I have to think, I believe it might be to Clemson. Don't quote me on that. But he has one official visit set up right now. And he has two or three other schools that he tells me he – almost certainly will make an official visit to, and Ohio State is one of them. So I expect him. uh, He was going to get back here a couple times this winter, but it didn't work out. He's also a basketball player, uh, a baseball player, just a great athlete. Um, That makes it tough to, um, and as Daniel Sanchez said, baseball too, as I mentioned. Uh, That makes it tough, though, when you're playing uh, basketball to get visits in right now. Um, But he wants to get back in the spring unofficial visit i think he will and then like i said i expect him to make an official visit in the summer and high state is absolutely in the running
0: uh
2: peeked at his video he's a safety <laughs> uh 63 195 and when he turns on the jets he's all safety um i mean he could grow into a linebacker but you know when as that first question came in there about linebacker i'm like oh this is a kid who is not that fast and doesn't want to be told he's going to have to move. No, no, that's that, – that was the cynical Mark Porter interpreting someone's conversation, the the scout's eyes watching him. Uh, he's safety, and he's got the speed for sure. And that, that would transition into to another safety we may be talking about later on.
0: That would also transfer into center field. And if you can play baseball and be a top draft pick, I'm not saying you should choose baseball over football. It's a much longer shot the way it's set up, but uh, it's a lot better on your body. And good baseball players get paid untold sums of money. That's all guaranteed. Keep in mind, the NFL, you get your signing bonus, and then you better freaking stay healthy and produce. Otherwise, they're going to cut you. So, um, I don't know. I always was impressed with the defensive tackle. Uh, that we have from Mississippi taking cuts it was the most unbelievable thing that we've ever seen i can't remember his name taiwan too- malone taiwan malone and i blame that on my server at dinner last night bringing too many drinks that's that's not my fault um but we love having everyone else in here bill here's what i want to talk about here's what i feel is developing and i can kind of feel the questions coming every time they're brought up Ohio State has a commitment in the class of 2025 from defensive back Blake Woodby out of St. Francis in Baltimore. Uh, tremendous school, tremendous uh, football school. Basically replaced Gilman in Baltimore as the main spot for elite football players. They've got Devin Sanchez and they've got Naeem Offord. That's three elite corners. And we're still talking about um, Fahim Delane at safety, Dorian Brew, Trey McNutt. Uh, and there's other names coming up. Is there going to be enough room at the end, Bill? What's going to happen here? It does seem like we are talking about guys that everyone has in the class, and I'm not sure there are enough spots, or are there enough spots?
1: Great problem to have, for sure. There sure Um They'll work it out. I mean, to be honest, not every one of those kids is necessarily going to want to go to Ohio State. I think Ohio State is – High on the list of all of them. Jonah Williams, we talked about too. Um, uh, you mentioned Brew. You mentioned uh, Fahim McNutt. Delane. Um, you know, yeah, Trey McNutt, as you mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, you know, the, the list kind of goes on and on. Um, like I said, it's a good problem to have, and I, they, they will fit them in. Now, I, I will say that uh, I'm not as confident as I once was in Dorian Brew being a Buckeye um that's not to say he won't but um you know i could see him staying closer to what is now his home which is texas um and again ohio state is still recruiting him they showed out in force uh at the end of january or early right beginning february i think it was the end of january at his school um but uh texas is in there i know that he heard a lot from michigan uh when they were get you know looking to get him to postpone his decision which he did. Um I don't know that Michigan is is I don't think quite as big a threat now. Uh LSU's in there, Texas, Texas A&M. So it's a battle now. Um but they're still in that. If they don't get him though, and that's an if, but if they don't get him, the good news is you look at the rest of the list and there are still plenty of options out there and uh, I think when all said and done, they're going to end up with at least three great corners, maybe four, and they're going to end up with at least two, perhaps three, outstanding safety
0: prospects. So there's some comments on here I want to address. And also, um, I get the sense that their number one safety is Fahim Delane out of Good Counsel in yep. Maryland. Uh, Tom Loy, who was out in Las Vegas, and Dietrich, feel free to contradict this. He made a comment that Fahim Delaney was hanging out with Devin Sanchez all the time and already looked like a Buckeye. So that's good. Um, Tomoy also mentioned that he was very close to putting in a crystal ball for Jamie French, who we talked about earlier in the week. So that's great news. Um, very interesting here to see what they do with defensive back. It may be first come, first serve. I could see that, but um, got to check on that one. But and another one we haven't even
1: mentioned is Jaden Hudson from California. He, he's a one of the country's top safeties too, and he is absolutely interested in Ohio State.
0: Can he just reclassify to twenty six, Bill? <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. No. Um, oh, we're getting vibe here. The brew is a Texas lean. We'll see. Um, I think everyone thought Dorian would be in the mix simply because you know at one point in time he was down the street at Northmont really down the street for me. Um, So we shall see. That's very interesting.
1: That's Um, what I mean. mean, My confidence is not as high as it was at one time with Dorian Brew. When he was going to announce his decision on January 24th, I was very confident he was announcing for Ohio State, thus the crystal ball pick. Uh, And I was still confident immediately afterwards. But as things play out and continue to go, again, he could end up at Ohio State. I'm not saying he won't. But uh, my confidence that it was was once there isn't at the place it once was.
0: Being the fine satellite employees, in quote, she is. Teacher Sanchez answers quickly. Dev and Fahim are tight. So no pressure, Mrs. Sanchez. We expect uh, you and the final name Daniel Sanchez, to close that one for us. In fact, just call the staff and let them know you have it. I would actually be very comfortable with that. Um, like this. I think we're. G- this is what I'm saying. We're going to get some backlash in defensive backs because McNutt and Brew are really Ohioans, and we know how that goes. Um, but when you're Ohio State and you recruit the world and elsewhere, like Spinal Tap, it's – um, yeah. And the these the, the other schools really want Dietra, the other schools are really going after these kids. Also, I want you to keep in mind. There was a quote from Neem offered recently that, "Yes, he's locked in for me- for now, and the other schools are going to come after him." Keep in mind, you can be paid to visit, right, Bill?
1: Exactly right.
0: Well, so when you could get paid to visit, it was one thing in the past when we'd say, "Oh, he's going to take the visit to USC for the sun and the fun, and come back." Now it's the sun and the fun and X grand. My kid would be going on the visits. You you can't take that away from them. I have a feeling among dudes who are the elite guys, that's currency among those dudes, how you get treated and getting to go on those trips and stuff. Whether it has an ultimate effect on where they attend is really um, good. I'm going to put this question up here, and then I'm going to read the ad for our second spot here, and you guys can give you time to do a little research. All right. This is not about your nether regions. This is about Omaha Steaks. Score presidential deals during the Omaha Steaks President's Day sale and save 50% off site-wide. Go to omahasteaks.com slash bucknuts, and you'll get eight free Omaha steak burgers on select packages. That's 50% off all your favorite tender, juicy, extra-aged steaks like their butcher's cut... For Les Mignons, their mouth mouthwatering pure ground burgers, comfort classics, and easy-to-prepare meals that are perfect for those busy weekday nights. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless, fav- endless flavor, excuse me, and endless value. All at 50% off during the President's Day Sale. Remember, the only way to get this amazing deal is to head over to omahasteaks.com bucknuts and shop the President's Day Sale. Load up on all the delicious flavor you crave at half the price. And don't forget to look for those eight free burgers on select packages. But you're going to want to hurry because the deal ends soon. So we go to omahasteaks.com slash fucknuts and shop the President's Day sale today. The question from the best damn pod in the land. Genuinely curious about class of 2025 linebackers we are in on. Love all the wide receivers and DBs, but like to see some linebackers. Bill, maybe some general names and then Mark, your vibes.
1: Well, I would start with saying the potential is there for High State to land a great group of linebackers, but you know, potential, it doesn't always happen. I'm just saying the potential is there. They've got a really good start. Eli Lee is already committed. And I know Mark has seen him in person. I've seen him in person and uh, I like him a lot. Um, I think he's going to, he's a, I believe he's still a three-star right now, but he'll be a four-star guy. At least I will uh, predict he will be. Um, He is more of a middle linebacker type. Um, So that's a great start. Uh, Justin Hill would be a great addition. Uh, He's being recruited for the Jack position, which is a combination linebacker defensive end. I like where Ohio State stands with him. That would be two linebackers, quote, or Jack position. Tarvos Alford, he is going to announce his decision at the end of March. Right now, Ohio State, I think, is in a good position. I haven't crystal balled him yet, but I like where Ohio State stands with him right now. they got to beat the Florida schools, for instance. But I like where Ohio State stands um, with Tarvos Alford. If they have Eli Lee, Justin Hill, and TJ Alford, that's a great trio in my opinion. Uh, Riley Pettijan, he is from down your way. Detroit of course, he is from the state of Texas. He announced his top six yesterday. High State was in that top six. Um, having said that, I think that he is more likely at this point to end up at Texas than he is Ohio State. Um, Nasir Wyatt has Ohio State as a mo- his top choices, but I, I don't think I would not put Ohio State as a lean or the leader at this point for him. That's going to take a little work. Uh Madden Faramo in California. Very good prospect. Great prospect. He was here with his parents. In fact, I chatted with them when he was at Ohio State uh in June. Um they're definitely interested in Ohio State. I expect him to make an official visit, so that's another one. those are kind of uh a quick rundown of top guys at Ohio State. Any one of those guys would be great additions to this class.
0: As you see on the screen there, teacher says, we need those stakes, Daniel. She don't mean me. She (laughs) means uh, the real Daniel. So let's get on that, my friend. Uh, Yes, Mark, Justin Hill is obviously the crown jewel of Ohio's uh, Jack prospects, as it were, which is kind of the hybrid defensive end, outside linebacker, almost like, uh, I guess, the ultimate Jack will be Micah Parsons. Would that be an accurate statement where you're moving a guy around, trying to get him in the a gap, he'll rush from the outside. You can get him in coverage. So you think I'm not comparing Justin Hill to Micah Parsons, but is he the kind of, are we inflating him because he's from Ohio or do you think as, as uh, Bill gives you those names from all across the country, he's in the mix.
2: No, he's in the mix. His his talent, his length, his burst, the speed, all those, elite characteristics that most kids don't have at that size he has and that's what makes him uh, a national prospect that's what gives him that national and then the last thing about him is the upside once he gets to school he he's not done yet like he's going to get stronger he's going to get bigger you know i think he can even get a little faster well those are all you know i guess key traits to bring to college if you want to be a five star four star where there is meat left on your bone uh no one is michael parson he he is the the, yeah. the, you know, he the really is. Special. Yeah, the prototype. His speed is in, in like a half step or step more than anybody else doing it. Uh, but that's the the role. Oh, maybe that list isn't big enough. i to do that All again. Right, work on it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he leads. Listen, when I list linebackers on my list that we were going to look at there, um, I have Bo Jackson at running back. But he may be one of the best linebackers in Ohio. Um, Justin Hill, uh, defensive end. Uh, but I have them listed as a linebacker. So sometimes I side with the player on my, you know, I guess rankings that I put out where I have them listed, but wink, wink, nod, nod. I kind of know where they're really going to end up. And maybe I'll note that in my notes, Uh, but looking at this list, you know, Justin Hill, Eli Lee, In Eli Lee, I saw some people in the comments that weren't as excited about Eli Lee as they are Justin Hill. Um, Eli Lee is the type of linebacker that you need to have on your roster. On, it's it was one of those things when you're getting run on for seven or eight yards a carry you're like where's our tough linebacker and i think we get fascinated with speedsters at linebacker and not the tough downhill between the tackles you know take on guards take on tackles stick their face in there uh, that's where eli lee better provide his value and that's where all the middle linebackers you know better be tough in between those gaps so i know people are mixed on him but He's going to fill a role, and he's going to fill a very specific role. Even if it was a, even if he was only a first and second down run stopper, you need those guys on your team. Uh, Paul Nelson and Trey, Paul Nelson from Princeton, and Trey Vernon from Hamilton are two other guys that I really like, and their offer list will show that I'm not the only one that likes them, and for good reason. Trey uh, Vernon is a dog. Uh, he's just a great football player. He might be a little bit undersized, might be the knock on him, and he. might – he's playing defensive end. He's playing linebacker. He's only six one. Uh, there's some oddities there, but there's definitely football player. Um, as you go down to Dante McClellan, I think would be the next guy on that list. And then you get into a bunch of guys that, um, like Bill and I have seen denim cook from Bishop Hartley. great looking player could run a great time at the camp this summer and maybe be a Buckeye. Um, it's funny, uh, when I saw Bishop Hartley play, Ryan Day was in the stands watching that game because he was playing his son. So I, yeah. it's one of those nights you want to shine if you're on the opposing team. Eric Gale, G- Eric Gale from Withrow is another linebacker, defensive end hybrid. Uh, Shireen Maybe at Kip down in Columbus. You know he he's got some speed to him. Uh, Grant Beerman in the Clota West. He is long, six four, six five, playing linebacker. These other guys uh, have some. KJ Brown out of Winton Woods. 6'3", 215, another guy that can run. Uh, Nate Gregory is from St. Edwards, and he is probably the next on my list as your throwback Mike linebacker, much like Eli Lee. So if you're looking at inside guys, it would be uh, Eli Lee, Nate Gregory from St. Ed's because they are real tough guys on the inside. Uh, Maddox Arnold down at Elders, another tough guy on the inside. I mean, there's a lot of names here that you know Ohio State off the sift through in Ohio, and but – The original question was Justin Hill, national, five-star. He's the cream of the crop. He's got the length, the speed, the diversity, uh, can do a lot of different things. So he's the favorite.
0: The rest of those guys are either going to have to blow up um, physically or get a dent at camp to get an offer. But Mark's right. I think sometimes we lose perspective um, just going over a bunch of the draft stuff, and everyone knows I'm a Cowboys geek. They are like the Cowboys have a need at middle linebacker for a traditional middle linebacker, and they love Eichenberg. You know what I'm saying? They love a guy who can um, captain the defense, is always in the right gap. Those things um, can really be an asset to a team. They're the st- you know he's a Eichenberg was a very steady player. I, maybe they see Eli Lee in that. That team, Hoban's got so many dudes, though. It's um, We'll be up there plenty, trust me. Um, Two other
1: linebackers nationally I didn't mention yet that should be mentioned because um, I State went to see both these guys um, in January uh, in, in force with multiple coaches. Elijah Barnes, again, from down there in the state of Texas, Absolutely. He is interested in Ohio State. I expect him. He's on my long list of guys that are going to visit Ohio State March, April, spring. Um, And then Abdullah Sanders uh, from California. He is from modern day high school. Ohio State offered him when they were out there um, in in January. And he is going to be along with Jordan Davis and the uh, top running back from modern day they are both making four-day visits to columbus uh march 27th to april 1st and he's not coming out here for four days if he's not legitimately interested um you know you look at the guys at modern day high school high state could fill a fifth of their roster i think with just those modern day guys there's so many of them out there that high state is interested in and, and there is a mutual interest
0: I tell you what, one of these days I'm going to pull out one of these um, negative people on the chat and let them see what the wrath of a Bucknuts um, social media attack is. I'm not going to do it now, but Natalie Meyer is being rude to our people. Doesn't look to me like you could handle that. So you might want to back off.
2: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
0: Do Nathan, Mika Hanna, do Nathan Bernard and Cedric Works and Tucker Caddis camp for us? I'm going to go to the Grand Poobah for this. Um, those are three names that come up on almost every show, and they're guys on the edge of offer time because these are guys who probably, put it this way, if they don't camp at Ohio State, they'll have plenty of offers elsewhere. But they probably have to get an offer. Ohio State did have to camp, excuse me. So once again, Nathan Bernhard, Cedric Lurix, and Tucker Caddis. Mark, if you could let us quickly know who they are before you let us know what you think of them and whether you think you'll actually go to camp. I guess the question is ego-wise, are these guys going to camp?
2: Let me start with Quentin Simmons from Withrow. And a couple shows ago, he was a name that was right with that group that people kept asking. What's going on with Quentin Simmons? He's he blowing up? Whatever. Um, he committed to Kentucky. And the reason I bring that up is because that could happen to any of these kids you just listed. You know, they, they could fall in love on a visit or a trip and say, OK, this is my spot. And all bets are off. They're done. They all have plenty of offers. They're all, you know, uh, big time players. But if they want an offer from Ohio State, some of them are in the position right now where they are the next you know, rung of guys on the Ohio state board, you know, Tucker Caddis on my board is right there underneath uh, Carter low and he's ahead of some other guys, but it depends on what you're looking for. We talked yesterday about Nolan Davenport and some of these other tight ends that may be moving to tackle. Does that appeal to the Justin Fry? Because that was a lot like the Deontay and uh, Devontae Armstrong mold. They were tight ends looking bodies coming out of sophomore year. So, you know, that factors in for Tucker caddis will he commit somewhere else or will he say this is my dream school I want to I, I haven't asked him that's why I'm kind of avoiding the, do I know for sure but that's the situation uh with the other guys Bernard is younger he's at 2026 so he has an extra year uh, he camped at Ohio State last year will he think that's enough that hey I went there and showed them what I got they know who I am and like you're saying some of these kids think it's time for me to go give someone else a chance to see me this summer. You got your chance. Or when he was there last year was the thing, Hey, come back next year, a little better. And you might be one of the dudes. So, you know, is there Ohio state in his blood? Uh, we'll leave bill for that when he does the story with Bernard. Uh, and who was the other one? Oh, those Cedric works. Same thing. I have him just, you know, like he's not in my linebacker rankings. I put him in the defensive end, but he's one of my top defensive ends. Um, Again, he might want to go show his stuff if he's Ohio through and through and camp there. But right now, unless Ohio State starts getting commitments or kids start committing elsewhere, that would move those guys up the board. And then they may have film good enough to get an offer without camping. Right? You know, I think you know, Cedric Works certainly does. He puts his hat on everybody. Um, I don't know if a forty time would make or break him, but you know, that's usually what the camps try to to, to you know, whittle out of these guys.
0: I'll tell you this about Cedric Works, and I've said it on here before. He's going to be a bigger dude when he gets older. I, I know his family a little bit, and I think it was uh, Mike Rabel who said, look at the pops. He's going to be a defensive lineman for sure. Bill, any thoughts on that? Well, in the case of Bernard, he, um, he uh,
1: I talked to him just, gosh, last week, I think it was, maybe this past weekend, last week. Uh, if Ohio State, you know, is strong, has, if their interest is strong enough, he's going to get back to Ohio State uh, in the spring, summer, whatever. It'll just really depend on how strong Ohio State's interest is in him. And if it's there, he'll get back. Um, and then Mark talked more about works and uh, gosh, who was the uh, Tucker Caddis? So you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that for for the ones that uh, were asked about.
0: Yeah, I think if you were. I'm going to talk about a guy in that group that I would expect to maybe end up at Ohio State. I'll go with works. Um, I just think the potential is there. I've watched him play basketball recently. He uh, Northmont just won a, he plays basically their center, you know, their uh, rim protector. And they just beat Kettering Alter, who was definitely favorite of them. And he went up against a six, nine guy and swatted him like three times. So he's, he's a tough kid and uh great athleticism. But like I said, I think he's going to be able to – I wouldn't be surprised if Cedric Works was in the 275, 280. He almost seems to me like he's going to be the perfect 3-4 defensive end ultimately. But I digress. I'm going to answer one more football question. I'm going to let Mark go, and then Bill and I are going to have a little quick hoops discussion. Uh, You know this is a football school when the basketball coach gets fired and you put the basketball coach discussion at the end, and there have been no comments in the chat about it. But I digress. Um, there was a question about Fahim Delane. We talked about him earlier. Fahim Delane is a safety out of Good Council High School in Olney, Maryland. They play in the WCAC. That's Gonzaga, Olu uh, Olufoshano, and Caleb Williams played at Gonzaga, for that matter. Um, sounds like he's Oregon or Ohio State. They're, his brother does play at Virginia Tech. That doesn't mean as much when you're from the DMV. Virginia Tech recruits the DMV heavily. The WCAC especially. So that's not, I don't want to take a shot at Virginia Tech. When you're in the DMV, Virginia Tech is not going to Ohio State or Alabama. And guys from the DMV do that. Um, They go to Alabama. The Chase Youngs of the world come to Ohio State. So uh, Tom Loy was out in Vegas and said he was very close to putting in a crystal ball for Fahim Delane to go to Ohio State. So I will wait on that. Mark, thank you very much for your performance. I'm not going to make you. Uh, go let's
2: ahead. Let's try that video for a second and see if we can get a few plays. This one? Yeah. The, one? The, the Fahim Delane. It has the Ohio State logo down there.
0: Okay. Remove the uh, other ones then.
2: Okay. There you go. Okay. So just to preview this for the premium, guys, we'll give you like a 30 yeah, seconds. time out.
0: I, I don't want to interrupt Mark. Fahim Delane is the guy we're working on now. So he's going to be the next review. So go ahead, Mark.
2: Um, when I'm breaking these down, just to give you a little insight, I went with three special teams plays right out of the box for him. Um, it's not too often you see a six, two and a half, 195 pound guy that can return kicks like this. Uh, and then what was so cool is the next, uh, special teams play, he's going to block off the edge an extra point. So you see the burst of a six, two and a half kid who's 200 pounds, and then you're going to see him cover kicks where he's a demon down there. Uh, talk about just a special teams player. He checks all those boxes right there. But Whoa. you know, you're saying this kid's <sighs> going to come in as a safety. Lord. Yeah, look at him in the box with that speed now, I and mean, he's blitzing from three, four yards off the ball, and he's getting up in the backfield almost at the handoff on a lot of these. Where you know you could see what people say, "Wow, this kid could be a linebacker." No, these are just some of his rolled up in the box clips. And you know, if we let this film play, we're going to see him play corner. We're going to see him play over the top, deep safety. Um, talk about a safety that you said that might be their top priority. Uh, But this is one of those films that as I was doing it, I'm like, boy, is he checking every box you want to see? And then this is a little series where I put him back at deep safety so you can see how he reacts back there. Freight train coming downhill. (laughs) Um, So then you're saying, okay, Mark, all I'm seeing is him over the top pounding people at safety, him over the top uh, or down at linebacker pounding people. Where's all the coverage stuff. He's going to line up a corner here in a few plays and he's going to play press man to man corner at that size. So talk about the triple threat that has all the different there. He is a corner. I mean, so what else do we need to see? I mean, what else could a prospect do for a resume to get an offer from Ohio State uh, than what he has put on tape here? And, of course, we'll let the, you know, premium subscribers. I'll pause this here. They'll have to, you know, watch it there. And and that's obviously that's narrated by me. And everything I said was different than what I say on the tape. So you're going to get two different narrations out of me if we keep doing this. But that is some great stuff right there. Yeah, say, I mean, if you
0: ever if you ever were considering whether to watch the BM5 or listen, we are adding in video of Mark's stuff. We're not going to go completely to video for highlights because we understand there are a lot of people who just take this podcast only, but we would really encourage you to join us for the show um, live, and you can watch it on YouTube, and we'll have video in there, etc. cetera. Uh, Mark is the best in the business, and we are thrilled to have him. And again, Fahim Delane will be the next Buckeye in the Sky coming out. We're going to let Mark go. Marcus, thank you very much. Um, Now, Bill and I are going to discuss quickly Ohio State basketball. For those of you who don't know, the dean was once a prominent local varsity basketball coach in the Columbus area. He's coached AAU, so he knows of which he speaks, and he is a devout follower of the basketball team. I believe you were at one of the recent games, one of Chris Holtman's final home games.
1: The Indiana
0: debacle. It was a debacle um, in many Front ways. Center, mid-court, Stuff. seven rows up, saw it all. Um, I hope those were free. Okay. Um, just your thoughts on the decision to fire Chris Holtman. Um, I was of the mind that we're going to let him finish the season out. I was wrong um, your thoughts just generally and then we'll maybe get down to specifics
1: my uh, thought initially was the same as yours I thought he would finish the season out and then I thought that would happen um, some people have mentioned that well they they did it now to give themselves a head start because maybe Michigan's gonna have an opening maybe Indiana and so, and so on are gonna have openings uh, Gene Smith kind of put that to rest a little bit he said it really doesn't give you that big of an advantage uh doing it now because the coaches you want to talk to are all uh tied up right now so he said that doesn't give you a huge advantage um but uh as he put it he just felt like they needed a change in leadership and I don't necessarily disagree and I'm not a coach fire guy I coached uh, at different levels. I, as you mentioned, I was a head high school coach for many years at one of the biggest schools in Ohio, basketball head coach. So I'm not a coach fire guy. I know what it's like to be in that position that everybody, uh, uh, is critiquing you for sure. Um, but having said that, I, I, you know, I, I would agree with the decision. I think that, uh, they need to go in another direction, um, and, and I think Ohio, Ohio State, in my mind, can't be in second to last, last place, or whatever in the Big Ten in basketball. There's too Anything. many resources there. Yeah, as Gene Smith talked about, uh, the expectation needs to be the same, whether it be basketball, football, whatever. Uh, the expectations need to be the same. They need to be very, very high, and. Ohio State needs to have those expectations in basketball.
0: So they need to choose a direction here. What are they going to do? I agree if they want to be competitive, um, not just in the Big Ten, but on a national scale, you have to have the name, image, and likeness for basketball running. Maybe not as fervently as football, but you can't apply the same expectations – as um has been brought up here and not give them the same resources so the question is this are they going to go after a coach and are they going to change i don't get the sense that ohio state has been in the one and done purposely um game and that they're not really going like darren peterson is an Ohio, and they haven't even gone after him but he's a lottery pick you know what i'm saying So what happens is they get guys like Bryce Sensabaugh and and Malachi Branham come here, and there's a vacuum, and those guys are so good as freshmen that they bail. So which is it? Are they going to get a guy to build a long-term program, or are they going to get a guy that is really the 52 pickup, heavy recruiter type? What do you think would work best here, Bill? Because recruiting, there's no point in, in sitting back and complaining about the system now. That's a separate discussion. Should it be the way it is with Nana and stuff? We could talk about that forever. But that is how it is. The football team seem to have had a, uh, I don't want to say a come to Jesus moment, but good Lord, I've talked about this. If you would have told someone what they've done for the football team since the end of the season, you would have been committed. It would have been too good. It would sound like you're playing one of those video games where you're in GM mode and you're like. I'm going to trade C.J. Stroud for my backup quarterback. Not going to happen. Um, What do you think they should do? What is the best course of action? Go full mercenary or try and build long-term? I'm just not sure that's possible. I tend
1: to think it is possible. I was going to say two things can be true at the same time. I think that they can hire someone Uh, hopefully to build the program long-term. I don't, you know, one of my, when Gary Williams was at Ohio State, and this goes back a lot of years, but I was full-fledged into my coaching career at that point. I knew what was going on at Ohio State a lot. You know, he came to Ohio State and he did a good job, but you knew he always wanted to go back to Maryland. That's what, it wasn't his goal to be at Ohio State for 20 years. He wanted to get to Maryland and he did get back there. So I think you can find somebody that wants to be at Ohio state, not for a few years, four or five, six years, but more long-term, but they can also, because of the transfer portal. And you mentioned it, Dan, if you put your resources there, you can regroup quickly. Um, And in basketball, it's not like football. You don't need to regroup necessarily with 10 to 15 guys. If you get the right couple of guys, you can regroup quickly in basketball, but you better put the resources in because those guys aren't necessarily going to come uh, for free or even cheap. So I think they can um, find the guy that can build the program long term. But I think he can have a pretty quick impact if you put the resources into the program and you got the right guy going out and get, uh, getting the talent.
0: The resources are definitely key. Um, the Gary Williams example is an interesting one. Um, I have told you guys this, I'm DMV original, so I got a chance to cover Gary in his heyday. And um, he does a podcast now called the DC Coaches Basketball Show. You have to be such a hoops geek like me to know that even exists. But he said on the show last week, I love Maryland. Ohio State is was a better job than Maryland. He talks about what he had to go through at Maryland. And he talks about, like, he doesn't regret leaving because Maryland was his alma mater. He's a New Jersey guy, East Coast guy. But he speaks in such glowing terms about the Ohio State job then and its potential for now that – and Gary Williams, if anyone knows, not much uh, avoidance of the truth when he speaks. He kind of lays it out there for you clean. So he would have no reason to say that about Ohio State. Um, He didn't say it was a sleeping giant, but he was of the mind that the right coach because um, it was discussed as Holton was struggling, even though he wasn't officially gone yet, would have a real chance to be, to be excellent. All right. Um, Matt Norlander who works for CBS Paramount and uh, with Gary Parish, by the way, if you're want to watch their college basketball podcast, it's tremendous. Um, it's excellent. Those two guys are really on it. Um, he has his five candidates for, Potential Ohio State replacement targets. Now, we're early in the mix here, so other names could definitely emerge. But Dusty May, Florida Atlantic, Greg McDermott, Creighton, Lamont Paris, South Carolina, Sean Miller Xavier, and my personal choice, Nate Oates from Alabama. Bill, if those five came to you and said, we all want to be Ohio State coach and the dean gets to make the call, who would it be? I don't think I
1: like uh, Dermot a lot, but I don't think that's going to happen. You know, we've gone through that once already. Yeah. He was he was a top candidate previously, and mm-hmm. it didn't happen. I don't think it's going to happen again. Um, I like your guy Dan, but i I would not m- mind them going getting the young Midwest guy, Dusty May. I, yes. know, I think he's got tremendous potential, and uh, I think he's pretty can be a pretty. Cr- charismatic guy that can go out and recruit. And I think if you give him the resources, I I would tend to like to see what he would do at Ohio state.
0: Why is Thad Mata on the list? Now he was not on Matt Norlander's list, but I've seen him on, uh, I've seen him
1: on lists for Ohio state.
0: He's on the list. I can guarantee you that. Um, Keep this in mind. I'm just trying to say this in a diplomatic fashion. Yes, this decision comes down to the athletic department, but they're not going to choose somebody that the NIL people, those who give money to NIL have not basically signed off on. There'd be no reason now to hire somebody who doesn't motivate those with big checkbooks. Otherwise you're kind of wasting your time. Um, I've heard people complain about Nate Oates and the issue with Brandon Miller. I get that. Um, Nate Oates wants to win wherever he goes. He's not going to be limited. Um, He's from the Midwest. I happened to meet him when he was the head coach at Romulus High School in uh, suburban Detroit. So I know people, there are some coaches that are squeaky clean. There aren't many. Okay, if you really knew what went on in basketball recruiting, or Bill, what Bill could tell you about really goes on in football recruiting, in May, I don't know, we'd have to hire Bill. Okay, so I can uh, tell you about the
1: basketball too from back back when I was
0: coaching and
1: in, oh in, in in AAU. It is crazy, and it's crazier Listen, now than it was then.
0: I covered AAU in Washington D.C. for like eight years, and burning the candle. It was the easiest place to break stories ever because every coach would turn in the other coach. Football coaches have some kind of like, they don't do that as much. Basketball coaches, you lose a game, you can strike while they iron on the side. That guy will tell you anything. Um, I see the name Chris Jett up here. I've seen Scooney Penn. Bill, are you married to the idea that the coach has to have some type of deep Midwest or Ohio State ties? Give me the best coach. Agreed.
1: I uh and, and you brought up Oates. He does have Midwest ties, not Ohio State ties necessarily, but Midwest ties. Uh but I just want the you know, the 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 guy that can get the program where it really should be.
0: Here's one of the reasons I want Oates. He's one at Alabama, and uh by the way, that's a football school. He understands that. So if he were to express interest in the Ohio State job, that would mean to me that he doesn't care about that and he knows how to do it. Um as much as everybody we get. Every single time basketball comes up, there's a 30-minute, 30 30-minute, 30 30-second 30 dissertation about, oh, we need to be basketball like football. That ain't happening. Okay. The new president took over and said football is king. He didn't say co-king. He didn't say co-anything. Football is king. Does that mean we can't get it done in basketball? Um, I don't think so. Dave Rice has a good question. Doesn't Oates have a major buyout? He may. Um, if that's the case, I haven't. I don't really know the answer to that. Um, I'm just speaking like Nate Oates, if there's a guy in Ohio who's a top five player, Nate Oates is going to go after him, okay? I get the feeling in Ohio State, we say, oh, we're not in it for that kind of national guy. Let's let Duke and uh, everyone else pull it off. (coughs) Larry, excuse me, Larry break. why would Oates leave Bama? Who knows? Um, He's from the Midwest. We can give him a raise. I don't know. Um, I'm just going off the guys off the list. And um, to me, he's he's the best one. We've lost head to head recruiting battles with Alabama recently. So he's a tireless recruiter. I get and this is the other vibe you're getting. Lamont Paris of South Carolina because he was born and raised in Finley. I don't know. They uh, he hasn't had a ton of success there. Um, they're kind of they're doing well this year but um okay and this is what I'm going to say this I got an email about this from Jay Wright is not coming to coach this team guys he's retired um I don't think he'd have any interest in doing it uh, I've heard Anthony grant who's doing well at Dayton um does appear that Dayton Dayton's nationally ranked um it's a second straight coach that's gotten them nationally ranked I'm not sure. And Grant is an alum. I don't think Grant would take the job. He's also a little further along in his career. Kevin Chavis ends the show with an agreement with the dean and myself. Let's just get the best coach possible. Um, I actually think at the time I thought Holman was that, and they got off to a good start. Let's get a crazy, crazy recruiter in here. Someone who is known for the AAU circuit and stuff like that. I realize people feel like you sold your soul to the devil when you've done that, but the devil is in charge of college basketball now. And if you don't appease him, you're just not going to win. So we're banging our head against the wall. if We don't kind of get it going in the modern situation. Now, will that change? Maybe, but if you want Ohio state to be competitive um, and you know, When you're 13th in a conference called the Big Ten, not good. Uh, Let's just be honest about that. Tommy Amaker, I would love personally because when I was in the fifth grade, he handed me the first basketball trophy I ever got, but I don't think he'll be here. He's very happy at Harvard, and his wife is a tremendous professor there. So 52 minutes. We didn't even charge you for the last 12. That's free basketball content from the dean. Chicks in the city are paying top dollar for this stuff. All right. We appreciate you guys stopping by.